Galnet News Digest, 1st of June 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Second Term Man's appeal falters. Salvation. The wait goes on. Ida on strike as repair commodities remain missing. In front of things. Following Prime Minister Edmund Mahan's re-election on Friday and a resounding vote in favour of continuing his expansionist approach to galactic politics, it seemed likely that he'd seen massive support for this week's tritium mining initiative and that the galaxy would soon be seeing five more alliance starports in five currently uninhabited systems. But it's not going well for the re-elected Prime Minister. With less than two days left, it seems unlikely that enough tritium will be contributed to allow more than one of the starports to be commissioned, and there's a real possibility of incredibly poor payouts to commanders who've contributed. The one system likely to get a starport is LHS 2522. It's hardly the show of political and commercial support the Prime Minister would have wanted. With the first test of his second term apparently in tatters, things are about as bad for the Prime Minister as they could possibly get. Only another famine from a fringe group like the Scythe of Panem, a sudden resurgence by the Theta group of the NMLA, or an attack on Alliance core systems by the Thargoids could possibly make things worse. The unexplained loss of station repair commodities continues to be a major issue for Thargoid damaged stations in the Pleiades, in the Colsac Nebula and in the California Nebula, in stark contrast to the successful work to eliminate the Thargoid presence, rescue stranded inhabitants and to put out the fires. The Thargoid presence was eliminated in two systems last week. This week, at least one, and possibly as many as seven of the remaining eight systems, should have been cleared of Thargoids by Thursday. The fires have been put out in five stations, and it seems likely that most, if not all, of the remaining six stations will have been stabilised by the end of this week. That leaves station repairs where the situation is very different. Artemis Lodge should have been fully repaired and open for business last week, had the repair trend continued. Betancourt Base should have been fully repaired by the end of this week. Both stations are showing single-figure repair totals after Operation Ida stopped work, while they waited for an explanation about what had happened to the vast quantities of commodities already shipped. Donar's Oak had already reached 8% repairs when all the delivered commodities suddenly disappeared. Five days later, it's still not back to half that total. Station staff are unable to explain what has happened to the missing goods, suggesting that space pirates might have raided the store in between security shift changes, or that it might be a very, very large accounting error, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of tonnes of painfully procured commodities. Until an explanation is forthcoming, commanders seem willing to eliminate the Thargoids and stabilise the stations, but the repair effort remains at a near halt. There is no realistic prospect of the stations being repaired and brought back into service. There are some galactic news stories that seem unfinished. 
Perhaps one day something more will be known, but for now they're inconvenient loose ends. One is the whereabouts and plans of the Theta 7 group. They've not been captured, they're still on the loose, but no one seems to know where or what they're likely to do. Will they strike again, or can the Duvals once again rest easy in their beds? Another is the new federal security law which allows almost all messages to be intercepted. There are rumours of politics and history students being arrested for researching their coursework. Is this sustainable in what's supposed to be primarily a democracy? A third is the ongoing Aegis research work to develop new anti-Xeno weaponry using recovered Guardian artefacts. It seems likely that this story at least may advance in the coming days. A fourth, potentially much bigger and possibly related loose end, is the fates of the Adamaster and the Hesperus and what this may be able to tell us about the Thargoids. Nearly 200 years ago, the twin azimuth biochemicals ships Adamaster and Hesperus set off on voyages of discovery, following up rumours of the alien race known as Thargoids. The Adamaster took aboard a cargo of alien origin that, from the one first-person account we have, drove the crew mad and caused the ship to malfunction. There were no known survivors. The Hesperus was abandoned by its crew after an attempted takeover by a rival company, Pharmasapien, and work is ongoing to find out what became of its crew. The final message retrieved from the abandoned Hesperus suggested that the science team planned to continue with its search for alien life. A mysterious present-day character known only as Salvation is leading the hunt for this missing research expedition. Salvation has been analysing the recovered logs for some weeks now, and nearly a fortnight ago said that no further log retrieval was needed. They've also said that their scientific breakthroughs will literally save all of humanity, and they've confirmed that there is further work to do to track down the missing research party from the Hesperus, presumably as a step towards achieving this unexplained scientific breakthrough. Will this breakthrough contribute towards the anti-Xena research being conducted by Aegis? Or will it be confirmation that President Hudson is secretly sending all that intercepted data to the Thargoid High Command? Or will it be the revelation that Thargoids have been living among us for centuries? Will it reveal that the entire Duval dynasty is Thargoid and that the NMLA is fighting to free humanity? We can only wait with bated breath to find out. Everyone likes a selfie. When you see a view you really like, or go somewhere you've always dreamed of going, and you want to record the moment for posterity, you have two choices. You can either take a picture of the wonderful view, or you can take a picture of your grinning face blotting out the wonderful view. Of course, most people choose the latter. In the case of space, that means the classic configuration of the Asp Explorer spaceship blotting out the majority of what would have been a truly stunning view. This photographic phenomenon is known as Asps in front of things because it's Asps. And they're in front of things. Are we going slowly enough? Well, with the advent of Odyssey walking about permits, the suggestion has been put forward that in addition to asps in front of things, a new photographic category should be introduced for those sporting the permit and the ability to disembark. This new form of the photographic art will feature commanders' backs and more specifically their ample buttocks taking the place of the asp explorer in obscuring the most 
interesting parts of the view. This will, of course, be known as asses in front of things. <sighs> Galnet News Digest would like to take this proposal one stage further. We would, would we? The purest and most perfect form of pictorial art in this genre category must surely be one where the commander's ass obscures the view of an asp which in turn obscures the delightful landscape and of course this art form could only possibly be known as asses in front of asps in front of things no charge will be made for the use of this excellent name and that's this week's galnet news galnet news we invent obscure photographic art forms so you don't have to <laughs>